0: everyone again i see you to an, for another episode of the puppet podcast and i'm really happy i'm always happy because i i get the chance to connect to so much great amazing puppeteers but before we go into the interview i just want to plug our patreon again it's so wonderful we i will put the the first like the second workshop but the first for the exclusive member the workshop of Danny Joe here it is and it's um it will be a, a wonderful workshop about children web series so you you really want to hear that guy he have like a, an amazing story to tell with his web series and how he built that in his home studio and it's not like like everyone will maybe think it's a it's a really quality uh web series and this exists and you have a way to do it so i want to invite this guy to to do our workshop so just go to have a look to the patreon and subscribe and support the podcast and you know how how is it to share and like and everything so this is the the call to action to start but now let's bring a wonderful puppeteer from again the other part of the world. We we crossed like the the world upside down those days, and I'm really excited about today. We have two podcasts in the same day. That's the the best like ever. So here we go in Iceland, and let me just bring him in the screen called Mr. Burn O'Granit. Hi, mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you very much to be part of the show. Thanks for having me. Yes. So as I'm brief because I'm, I'm so thrilled about having you and all your experience and knowledge about puppetry. I, I want to maybe give you the mic to introduce yourself and say to us, to the audience, to the people who are watching this, uh, what is your background as a puppeteer?
1: As puppeteer well i'll next year I'll celebrate my thirty fifth year anniversary of being a so called professional puppeteer yeah. and um but my uh, background I would say lies in classical music, healing arts, and martial arts and then of course life that hones us I'm a granddad now, yeah. which is a new experience and so mm-hmm.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, we are in a, a new experience, and you were in a bright launch of your new show. And yeah, we discussed a bit before about everything shut down, but you will be back in September. That's the good news.
1: I'll be back. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's yeah. like,
1: as I said, everyone got shut down right after our our new premiere and and, uh, it's a little shock and then you take a breather and you take the blow and then you go with it and seize the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, for me that meant, you know, I wanted to go also on online teaching maybe after five years. So since I couldn't do anything live, I've been diving into full force. I'm I'm writing and working on two books and preparing the online classes, so, yeah, if people are interested, they can sign in on my website leave the email i'll keep them keep them posted
0: yes i can i can bring bring the website right away into into the screen look at this beautiful website it's it's amazing, and we can see a lot of your work as we talk but it's and to go online also it's another resource for for every puppeteer from all around the world you you have an amazing path. You work with movies also. This is a picture of, of strings. If, uh, if you haven't seen this movie, people just have a look to this. How is it to switch from movies to stage?
1: It's a huge difference. It's a, yeah, it's a gigantic difference. I'm, I'm, I'm a theater person. I, I thrive on the interaction, the direct interaction with the, uh, with the audience. But I think every project comes with a gift and, uh, and a challenge that, you know, if it's seized, then, you know, it is a, certainly a gift. And I've got my, my work, I would say, especially the, 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 the work for the screen in the movie Strings has impacted me strongly as a puppeteer in generally. Yeah. So I developed new, new techniques for the making of that movie, and those techniques have just uh, enhanced my work also as a live performer tremendously
0: yes and it's it's great because you have also a spiritual vision also with puppetry in that movie like talking about puppets and getting lives it's it's so amazing you must have a lot of fun thinking of all of this
1: yeah like you know, you said we had a lot of fun making the movie but uh, if you know movie work you know that you know yeah. time time is money and money is always <laughs> more, especially on a on a on a puppet movie to to that extent where every yeah. shot is basically a, a special effect shot but no budget is ever big enough for that so uh, yeah it becomes very very challenging
0: yes i can tell and and everyone watching if you want to write down you have like stephen uh Man, who say hi to you and if you hi. want people to to write where you are right now, where you're from and you watch this, it's always fun to, to read. So let's go to my, my deep question, as I always ask the same question, but it's going right. deeper and deeper. It's The first is always why the art of puppetry is an art that you cherish? Ooh,
1: um course, uh, something happened that I fell into that realm, which, you know, created a passion for the art form, and I just see um, unlimited possibilities in that art form. For me personally, I have so many interests, and I have uh, trained myself in so many different fields, and uh, puppetry has become an umbrella for all all these main interests of my life, uh, from music, martial arts, even healing arts, I think all that has become part of of my work yeah and um, as i mentioned yeah the the possibilities are unlimited, and we just i think on some level we just have started to discover the possibilities and so for for a curious person adventurous person you know I mean we've discovered all all corners of the world, you know we know a lot about the universe but uh maybe theater and and uh Theater and, and, and movie work and puppetry is one of the last not fully explored realms. So, what a place to be, huh?
0: <laughs> I like this vision. It's like the unfully un get, like we, we're still finding stuff. And that's what I believe, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it also happens in music. But I think in the, especially classical music, we're maybe a little bit ahead. We have already, um, you know, we have created the Stradivarius violin. Everyone knows that, you know. So if you if you're a violin player, your ultimate dream is you want a violin. You know? you know that standard. We still don't have that in puppetry. There is not this this one puppet that is standing out for that that everyone strives for. There's a lot of constant reinventing and and trying again. So I think we have or we can learn a lot from the classical music and the, and those highly advanced, advanced discipline to uh, maybe hone the same discipline and advance our art form the same way classical music has been advanced.
0: Yes, and you're, you are maybe a disciplined person with martial art and, and that's kind of a, a, good, a good path. I want to know maybe the backstory about your crush, like when and how your crush for puppetry happened? What happened <laughs> what happened
1: this well, day it was, the, um it was i think it was a television show I grew up in Germany and there was um a show called the augsburger puppenkiste the uh, the chest of Augsburg it was a puppet theater that did these wonderful television shows with rather traditional marionettes and the world the stages they Created and the sets that they built absolutely knocked me out. I was never much of a TV TV fan, even as a kid. Just never. I rather was playing outside in the woods and and uh, but when that was on, I went I went inside and um, that immediately kind of encouraged me to I want to do that. I want to do that too. And then you know then discovering the ability, yeah, you can do that. Maybe not as good yet, but, you know, you just get some stuff and and build and you can do it in the attic. So we can create these amazing worlds in whatever space you have.
0: Yeah.
1: Great challenge for a kid and for the doll too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's unlimited, as you said at the beginning. And for your study, because I always ask the path of the puppeteer, but for you, what is your opinion about the best field of study? for a puppeteer, for someone who wants to do that wonderful job?
1: Um, it's always difficult to nail down. I think everyone has to find yeah. its own path and, and own passion. You know? But I think I can just say for myself that uh, having studied classical music and keep studying it and keep studying martial arts and diving into energy work, healing arts, things like shiatsu, acupressure and massage and and, uh, tai chi enhances the work as a puppeteer tremendously. We need need a backbone, you know, and and, um, so now in my performance I use both very simple objects, turn them in into puppets or or I develop, uh, you know, advanced techniques like for the movie strings, but I think when we when we attempt something audacious, like bringing an object to life, finding the center of energy in that object, making it breathe, I think it's very good if we first ourselves, find that in ourselves, find where is our center of energy, where does our energy come from, and how do we breathe ourselves before we project that through the medium of the puppet. breathing movement, um, music is movement all this flows together the power of a pause in movement that you learn from music um, all these wonderful qualities and strengths and and um, possibilities we learn in disciplines like uh, like music or martial arts are just a fantastic backbone for the work as a puppeteer
0: Yes, I really can see the connection between those two and how it, it's going to the object as puppetry. And,
1: and now I add the, the like the I studied naturopathic medicine and herbology and massage and massaging, these kind of things. And I rather normally don't even want to talk about it, just something that, that happens by the way. But you know, we're all aware that we do live in a world that needs healing. You know, I think what's happened now with coronavirus, this huge universal emergency break that was pulled, um, says us a lot. So many people are burning out, Uh, nature is screaming, and and, um, so we need more storytellers, tellers tellers and and artists that, you know, bring bring a balance and support the human soul and, and the people that are definitely struggling. So yeah. that's why I take the art so seriously, although I laugh a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fantastic opportunity that we have at hand. And, and, uh, and with that opportunity comes responsibility. And, and that's why I think you know discipline and, and taking it seriously and, and learning and working as hard as we can to make this happen yeah. helps to you know, make this world a better place.
0: Yeah, I agree so much. To I love when you say to heal soul. It's kind of artists are essential at some point. I'm we are in this debate those days, but and it's bring me to my next question. You have maybe your own definition about what is a puppet when a kid or someone who is not part of the, the feel of puppetry when he mm-hmm. asks you what is your own words on this.
1: I think the uh, puppet is an inanimate object that is brought to life through the puppeteer. So uh, um, the puppet can be anything, whatever. Pick any object or a fancily crafted puppet. Doesn't that need to be? Just, you know, you can have a.
0: Yeah, you have crafted uh, stuff around.
1: you You know, you have a. Wooden, wooden sphere, and do and, uh, the example.
0: Yeah, we we are kind of in a tight screen with this.
1: Yeah, see if I'm in there, we have these guys. Let's see. Uh, we are very tight, huh, do you see? Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so we have objects like a wooden ball and.
0: I can put you full screen if you want. I will remove my <laughs>
1: Life makes something inanimate into yeah.
0: life. We missed the sound at at some the the sound at some point, but we saw the the little motion. That's great, yeah, yeah. And the next question, let's let's keep moving. Um, do you think our art is? It's kind of weird to ask in this period of time, but do you think our art is in an ascension? As you say, it's a lot of undiscovered stuff. But do you feel it's getting more popular, or not?
1: Um. There's definitely a revival in puppetry, but in whole, as a community, I think we have to stretch out a little more. We, we, um, we lack an educated audience like we have in classical music and that has, is the result that it doesn't challenge us enough. I hear a lot of puppeteers complaining, oh, they don't take our art seriously. And, and uh, I think if everyone would approach that art form as seriously as a violist, violinist on his Strativarius, our art form would ascend even more.
0: Wow. I love that. I think you, you put a challenge there. We we, we need to, everyone yeah, listen. challenge, of course, is for,
1: is, um, is for um for the ones that call themselves professional yeah so you know if if you know if, if you if you entertain your hobby, you can do whatever you want great i' it's fantastic you know but uh if you're professional i I have the same expectations like I have from a classical music musician yeah, your sure. instrument must be tuned, and I'm not saying you have to work with a marionette or you have to work with uh with a rod puppet or something finely crafted, doesn't matter. But uh, I expect from a f- professional puppeteer that he makes really educated choices, not a constant reinventing of things that have been done better before. We need to grow. Yeah. I, I, I often mention the, the example of the dentist. You know, I, everyone can relate to the expectations that we have towards a dentist. We want that he's that he's sober, not drinking the night before. We want that he has his tools are sharp that he has taken the you know the latest course on how to give a proper anesthesia so you don't feel pain and if we apply that same thinking that same expectations to puppeteers then our art form will really make a make a leap and uh get from the you know the puppet craft into a really respected art form
0: yes I like this, I like this. It's really to bring the the seriousness. We get Duda yesterday and it was like saying to Duda Paiva, to bring the extension to conquer other theater like New York, big theater also, so it's kind Mm -hmm. of like different uh, purpose. I will ask you this question also.
1: This has happened on so many ways, there's so many fantastic characters out there, What Henspring did with uh, with Warhorse, just as an example, was absolutely mind blowing. And see what what happened. What Julie Tamer did with Lion King so many years ago you know the groundbreaking, highest level work that knocked out the wider public and really brought puppetry to this new platform and opened constantly new possibilities. So we just have to keep keep doing that.
0: Keep doing it. And for your your as a puppeteer, your career. What is your bigger like biggest purpose for the future or maybe it's more in a a personal uh way or as in your career what is the future
1: you your... mean like a career goal or
0: yeah the gold for the next one or the big one
1: well i, I took the, the challenge and uh moved ahead with working on the online courses you know we we always have students coming over for work we spend about three Four or even more months a year traveling all over the world uh, working on projects performing and, and teaching courses and um, and um, this amazing new platform like zoom or what is it that you're using speaker yeah <laughs> it, it's it's just it's just fantastic you know I don't think it, it replaces the one-on-one interaction but it opens the whole wider world you know so many people won't come to iceland study but it's expensive to come here and you know and um, and also creating I find that now in creating this online course, I have to be so precise. I have to I have to be like a good director. I just really nail it down to what really matters and and find what really can be helpful for 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 others and and sharing that. Yeah. So this, I think the sharing process is now um, most most on the mind and on the plate. So there are a few new new tools in the making and and. Uh, but uh, as long as we're locked down here until September, I'm full force on that. And I hope that by October the first course is, is up and running.
0: Yes. Wow.
1: It, it comes out with my next year. I'm turning sixty and thirty-five years as a professional artist, so I gotta kinda celebrate that. Give out a yeah. book. You know. That's so, but bit... it, yeah, it just it just it just comes from here and it's just it's just so much fun, you know.
0: Yeah, it's wisdom sharing. It's part of your duty as you accomplish so much
1: it's very challenging you know for me i am you know it's like i i i like computers until now for for uh, for my email sending out pictures and, and uh, doing some facebook stuff but diving into this world is uh, is a huge yeah huge for me and and but you know as if you stop growing then you know then we get old
0: <laughs> yeah well, you work on, on knowledge as you say you work on yourself with Tai Chi and stuff you we have to grow as you said at the beginning I have a question in the screen and everyone if you want to just write below some question I would bring it because it's a function of StreamYard look at that. Do you feel That you tell stories with puppets that you can't tell as easily with just actors?
1: Oh, I like that question. Great great questions. Yes, I think that um, that the um, there's a certain quality and power in puppets that um, goes way beyond normal acting. Um,
0: yeah, maybe you would bring a friend there.
1: bring this, it's, it's a little mask, it's from a rather complicated piece where I carry a couple of masks. But uh, just a face like this, big eyes, no mouth, makes a statement. So a character that has no mouth, just big eyes, maybe big ears, makes a statement. If an actor, and so this this character comes on stage without doing anything, you say your whole story. An actor that wants to have the same effect, he has to act probably for a few minutes until we understand what he's trying to say. So the the, the visual aspect of uh, of the puppets, the way that we can exaggerate, exemplify the metaphoric language uh, of puppets like in the movie Strings are unbelievably strong. And I think that... Uh, is very valuable for every puppeteer to really investigate. You know, too often, also when I I'm, I'm do a lot of commission work for theaters and operas, I like we want to make a puppet, and the first question is, why do you want the puppet for that? And after and hear the answer, very often they say, well, use an actor, much stronger. You know, uh, just using puppets just because they're cute or because they're fun is okay, but not their strongest application. So discovering you know the, the way we can distort, we can exaggerate how we how we use metaphors is what um, is the strength of the puppet and what makes it a great addition to normal acting.
0: Yeah, so you have a bit of symbolism with mm-hmm. the choice. And you make quite of advised choice And as you you said. Could you like um, explain how you make a choice like when you have a doubt on a, a puppet like it would be this or like sometimes it could be um a journey in the puppetry life like okay no i need no oh yeah do you have like a, a simple process or to make decision
1: um well i have a i have a process if i'm commissioned for 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 a puppet or if they wanted a puppet, and of course then i read the script and movie script or the theater script and uh, I write down everything the puppet has to do, who is it ent- interacting with, uh, who is manipulating the puppet, very important question, you know, will I have time to train the people? All that is important to to choose the correct puppet style, see how elaborate, how complicated you can get and uh, what, yeah, what type of puppet you, you will create, so it takes a lot of research. For myself, it's a lot of intuition but of course intuition is built on on experience and and uh having honed your craft so normally mm-hmm. I, I see very quickly what puppet type suits best the uh the need on hand and and uh and i work according to that but then still also just really affectionately figuring it out
0: yeah that, yeah it's kind of. Up- it? yeah it's kind of uh, it's really interesting because it's also a question for director like uh, like said not said designer but the 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 writer of the show or sometimes they say oh it will be a puppet but as you said you bring the why who like to understand what kind? What is the best? What will serve the show? Also, mm. so for sure, it's. Then, it's I mean, then I
1: always go further. I mean, I, I only work with directors that you know that are also open to see then what the puppet has to offer. Yeah. You know, with, I think with puppets more, more than with actors, because actors are alive. They have so obviously a soul and and a, and a mind and a senses and a sensitive. Uh, you know, character that people are just uh, maybe also ask, what do you have to offer, or they open for suggestions. A puppet yeah. cannot talk by itself, you know, so we often miss opportunities. You know, we maybe miss that. You know, let silly example maybe you build a puppet and you you put some, you put the weight maybe the little off point and and uh, it creates a walking movement that is a little a little glitch. You know, so you can say okay, dis- disregard it and uh, start from scratch or. See what that switch does maybe it's like a great movement okay let's explore that and so always you know it's great and even if a a director is open for seeing what the puppeteer and the puppets have to offer and we might be surprised you
0: know yeah i i like this this is a good word for director i have like steven who bring a question i will bring him in the screen watching in chicago Please ask Burn about working with. I I don't know this person, but maybe you you know this. The great Albert Schroeser.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, you don't know that person. Here is a that's a problem. Yeah, that uh, that's a problem. You know, if like if if you uh, if you. Hi, Stephen. By the way, hi, Steve. <laughs> um, if you classical classical musician, or if you musician serious musician, you know who Bach was. Yeah. You know, it would be silly not to know who Bach was. It would be silly as a musician not to explore the gift that you know people like Bach and Beethoven gave to us. Even if you go into hip hop or whatever later on, the gifts of Bach are unbelievable. And you as a serious musician you look at them and you learn. So Albert Stroza is, is um Maybe one of the the Bachs and Beethoven's in, in the world of puppetry, and I've 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 visited and taught in many schools, and uh, even some German places where some new students did not know who Albert Rosa was. He was one of the together um, with Brass, and, and at least in, in Europe, one of the strongest um, and, and most innovative developers of, especially the art of of, of the marionette. He uh, he developed the brass Rosa control. Which I actually used in uh, in strings. I, I modified it even further to to the needs for the movie. So we always take something and we go further. Yeah. Uh, but he was a great and innovator and one of the person that really raised this art form, uh, yeah, puppetry into into an art form.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's part of of the study also. That that's true. And everyone comes from background that sometimes it, it's great to to see like you have to know your um, basics of of your. art. Right, so yeah. You have and, to sure.
1: I mean, and we have to also humbly humbly accept that whatever we think we have we have invented is at least built or influenced by somebody else. You know? yeah. And uh, I mean, if, if you for example if if you should be interested in the in the in the art of the marionette, you know, then it's it's absolutely essential that you also look at the work of Albert Roser. and and understand his way of thinking and uh, it has deeply impacted me and and, uh, taken so much out of that yeah and it's i think it's absolutely essential Mm.
0: yeah maybe you can bring because i always like to conclude with a puppet like something visual maybe you can bring something to with with him related, or if you want to, um, to just bring to the cast, because we have people yeah, here. Uh, from...
1: string character here, but uh, yeah. the control is is too complicated. Yeah. And uh, but in my online seminars, I will really, really finally completely elaborate on the on the system we used uh, for strings. What uh-huh. was the thought behind it? But um, I, I, I think this character here. If you can see him. Oh yeah. Maybe I have to compu- put the computer down a little
0: bit. And just to let you know, Bern, we have like people from Bangladesh, Egypt, uh, watching Mexico right now, and India, Canada, Hello. California, and Irish. <laughs> and the Irish
1: too! <laughs> <laughs> Hello dear people all around the world, here's the puppetry. Mm. Yeah, I want to show this one guy. It's, um, he's very much influenced by my by work with, with marionettes. So he's a tabletop puppet.
0: but yeah. um, You have string.
1: But it has strings. So most of my puppets are, are hybrid puppets. So his, build, uh, his joints and his, um, especially his hip joints, no, actually he doesn't, doesn't have he's a hip because he's a very old man. He's from Old Man of the Sea. So he's very stiff. So that's an exception. That's the reason why he does not have a hip joint. Normally, hip joint is absolutely essential for good movement in the marionette because you need to move every process, okay. walking system, depending on hip hip movements. But here, um, because I'm often the solo puppeteer, I show this little technique of this guy. So he's built right. His center of gravity is like in our body in, in the center. And it's not a good camera angle, I can see, we're a little bit yeah. too high there, but. Wow. I have a little swivel here. I put my thumb in there. And uh, the legs are attached to the outer edge, so I can, by swiveling, move the knees up and down. I have the hand continuous string, that I can also move the hands with only using one of my hands. So if I have two hands available, of course I can. I can do it this way. But even if I have now another puppeteer, I can do all this with one hand. Yeah. Um, and it gets into advanced thinking, you know that how can I pull a leg that high despite it being, no, oh, it's the other round, So yeah. <laughs> despite it being such a small lever, and that's because the string that is attached to the knee. Goes up through through a loop and down to the back again, so it's like an old barn pulley system. That way, I pull twice the amount. Uh, another important thing on this little little fellow here is that I gave him one string to the elbow that keeps his hand in position. So often you see on on uh, on table puppets that in arm swings, left and right, angles around. Even with so-called professional puppeteers. You know? so that is for me absolutely unacceptable. And and most of all, so absolutely unnecessary. One little string keeps keeps the hand in shape. Huh? Ah. But all this to create something like that, understanding pendulum, understanding gravity, how to make a nice a nice joint. Um I like woodworking. It's nothing that, you know, you don't have to be a woodworker. You, you know, a lot of people work with foam puppets, and that works absolutely. But learning some basic uh, woodworking skills, I think, is valuable for whatever ever you do. And um, a lot of these joints also, you know, I'm, I'm, I used in the movie Strings. They work so great. <laughs> and they're very easy to make once you have basic skills. So I definitely go into that in the, in, in the online courses. But absolutely, puppets don't have to be complicated. You have to have an understanding of movements. I'm gonna put this computer down so we see this a little stripper. Yeah. I think that's better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's a little guy from Aladdin. It's actually a Marionette show. I think we have some more of the bigger Aladdins hanging around here. But they very often use, of course, different dimensions, different sizes in the same show. Now here's once again working with the pendulum. There's even no techniques, it's just the pendulum. I move the little fellow, little left and right. I have a
0: spring, yeah, does the, the
1: neck, and then I can even move the arms, and all this can be achieved with one hand. So once again, you know, Tai Chi, music, rhythm, balance, all that helps to, uh, to develop also then a strong technique yeah
0: so much multidisciplinary into mm-hmm. a little object that's unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you for this amazing moment of sharing and we have almost fifty people like just watching right now, but towards the all interview we get many people if someone have a you guys. <laughs> yeah you have like other question um here. Yeah, coming up. Like someone is like Ellen is interested about when it's coming up. She she maybe missed the f- beginning, but it it will be yeah. in, in Maybe October. you
1: can put, again the link if you if you guys you know just uh, go on my website worlds of Yeah,
0: I put it uh, right there.
1: Pretty much when you open it up, there's a link to workshops. I think it's called um Mastery is a journey, not a destination. <laughs> so uh if yeah. you just maybe, uh, sign in there and just leave your email then i can send you updates when we when we get going with the classes i will have yeah. different classes and covering different kind of things but like- uh, the program will be very very holistic ones you will not get lost only in techniques because you know techniques without a, a backbone even a spiritual backbone i think is very powerless so we need we need both you know i i talk a lot about you know the importance of breathing awareness you know what is communication because we are communicators that's what we do as puppeteers so we have to hone all those skills and and uh, combine that with technique ah then we're then we're on the road to to really find puppetry
0: yes it's amazing people i i you will read the comment after you will be able to have everything below the the, the podcast but cannot wait those class you you attract I, I bring it in the screen just like you attract a lot of attention right here and it's it's great i'm i'm glad that i give the opportunity to share this also with, yeah, with yes, it's other a, you know, networks
1: platform you know
0: yeah
1: the of our time now let's make use of it yeah and if people have any more questions they can just send me send me an email over I mean, i and probably some of you guys connected on Facebook. Send me a message there, or best is email. Then, uh, then I have it all, all clear. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, we find time to answer you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that's amazing. So thank you very much, Bird again, and thank you everyone to be part of this amazing moment of puppetry, like across the ocean. I will say again to just have a look of all. What offered right there like in the website that i just put b- below and uh, just keep make growing this beautiful network look at the patreon subscribe share everything <laughs> and you know what to do so burn and uh, everyone will go to your website you will have a afflu- affluence of traffic <laughs> great
1: see you guys there
0: <laughs> so thank you so you can stay tuned and and see more of the podcast. We'll come back tonight for East Time. So for another one with Singapore. We go to Singapore this this evening for me. And during the night for her. So see you everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Isa saw all those. Thank you. And see you soon. You guys. Nice.